Listen, Stanley. This is a bloody business. We don't need you. And you don't need us. But we need the box. If you don't like blood, then you better get back to equal belong. Don't talk like that now, Black Arrow, you know. You know, I like you very much. I like it here in Ajigunle. Hi guys, it's your host Matilda, Hadiza, and Imama. And you're listening to the Africalypso podcast. everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Africalypso podcast. So we're joined by a very special guest. If you are Nigerian, you should know who this is. If you are Nigerian and you don't know who this is, you need your Nigerian card revoked. <laughs> if you're not Nigerian, because that's the only way. Mr. Arinze is a veteran actor, apparently I found out recently, a singer, um, a director, <laughs> right? And a TV personality. Good yeah. afternoon, sir. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How's this been, like the whole pandemic and all? Ah, we're pushing it, we're pushing it. Well, we'll we'll, we'll survive it. But at the end of the day, we'll all be fine. Have so. you guys uh, got your job yet? The job. <laughs> the job. I love how people refer to it as the job. <laughs> really, this is the first time I'm actually hearing it referred to. This is the first way. time. Oh, yeah. I always, I always hear people say the job. Like I always hear. It's, yeah, it's the job. job. It sounds more intense. <laughs> I mean, it is an intense situation. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a blow to the jaw. <laughs> to be honest, yo, when I took the second vaccine, I am not exaggerating when I say I almost died. Like, uh, you, you are exaggerating. I'm not. I am not. Like you the almost fell down to the ground and died. I, I didn't feel anything. Really? You know, it's actually funny because one of my friends got it as well, and she felt nothing, like nothing. Which one did you get? The AstraZeneca, what do they call it? And you've gotten oh. two of them? Yes. Uh, wow. And I have my card. <laughs> said, I have proof if you're looking for it. <laughs> well, wait, are they actually giving like an immunization card? Um, I think in Nigeria. Nigeria. In Nigeria. Yeah, they do. They give an immunization card with a barcode to it. And you feel like a baby who's just had immunization. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's because they mixed um, Pfizer and Moderna. So I think that's why. I don't think we I don't think we even got Pfizer more than now. We just got the AstraZeneca here, AstraZeneca but maybe they will get the Pfizer like much later. Uh, later, yeah. Uh, I mean the short the supplies for Pfizer are pretty short, like everywhere. So yeah. well they should have prepared for you. If you knew you were going to vaccinate the entire world, you should have prepared for it. Should yeah, be. right. Two billion doses. Hmm. <laughs> we'll take what we get, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better this than COVID. So yeah. I swear. <laughs> well so let's jump right into your whole career journey and i think the reason this topic is very timely is because i think netflix just recently moved to nigeria and there's been a huge influx of nollywood movies on netflix i'm trust pretty sure friends. you're aware of that yeah i still have my industry trust us trust <laughs> there have been a yeah, lot I'm, of I, drops i'm presently working on a netflix production ebony life they'll bring something oh. to netflix so, so presently and has all the big names you can think about in the industry oh uh do we get a scoop like exclusive exclusive, <laughs> exclusive. I'm not scooping anything. I'm not scooping anything. <laughs> That's okay. I just have to, to try me. my luck. Ah. I have to try my luck. 
No, that's a brick. That's a brick wall. <laughs> but yeah, we know that Nollywood isn't new. Like we all literally grew up on it. And you being a veteran actor, we literally grew up watching you on screen. So this. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, give, I thank you for that. Give me the walking stick. <laughs> you can take it that way, or you can take it as a, an old wise word passing down knowledge <laughs> that you have acquired. So, Interesting. <laughs> I would like to see it as you are here to pass down so much knowledge and i feel like so much knowledge you know i feel like so much of the old nollywood stories haven't been told which is true actually yeah we saw the finished product but we never saw the process and it looked like it was built on nothing because well well let's let's just go back Uh, well let let me let me tell the truth it was built on blood sweat and a lot Mm. nobody ever gave nollywood a chance nobody ever gave us the chance that they were just looking looking at us as this rascals who never do well you know in those days the fad was just doctor engineer mm-hmm. accountant so those are the nobles and lawyers so we were looked upon as scumbags scallywags shakespearean people who are not serious to themselves have you ever seen shakespeare in love oh no no go see it shakespeare in love a lovely movie go see it that aptly describes how nollywood oh, the leds really? of nollywood yeah, so we're never really given that chance. We'll just come, you guys come. We we'll have some big guests come, come and entertain us. And when you're, you're done entertaining, they tell you, oh, su, su, su. you know, where you chase away in the village in Nigeria, they t- chase the hands away after giving them call. Su, 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 oh, wow. go, go. I have serious business. Then, of course, how demoralizing uh, that must have been. It was actually my father wanted me to be a lawyer in actual sense yeah, because oh. I started from secondary school. He wanted me to be a lawyer and was fighting tooth and nail. He's late now, it was all about me being a lawyer. Whatever the reason was for him thinking of me being I don't know. But I just insisted. I got introduced into the industry by a friend called Ayo Oruwale. He's, as, he's late as well. And then we just went on and 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 on. He was talking about it. And so I didn't even listen to him. So not only one night he saw me on TV. And it was, ah, okay. <laughs> like that your dad? Yeah, my dad saw me on TV. And the next thing, okay, yeah, no problem. You can do what you want to do. <laughs> my son is superstar. <laughs> You can go to school. No, I I was still in secondary school. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when, when no, and I said, okay, but still go to school. I still want that mm. uh, lawyer thing. I said, I, that, I told him I'm never going to be a lawyer. You're wasting your time. He thought I was joking. And then I got out of secondary school, got ready for university. And then I got into a playhouse because my daddy loved to travel. He was just, I wouldn't call him a group trotter. I would just say, Maybe I should, for want of what to describe it, I would say state trotter because it was also migrating from one state to the other. I was carrying us all along. And so, well, it had its advantages and disadvantages. But at the end of the day, uh, to cut a long story short, I started acting. When we go back to Lagos, I joined Anansa Playhouse from Anansa mm. Playhouse. Um, and I went to school in Ife to read dramatic arts. And boom, I got out of school and I faced my career squarely. We're not even called Nollywood then. Days were doing oh, yeah. ripple, ripples, mega fortunes in Zebi, Jiro, and Co. I was on NTA. Was so many things just going. I was just doing every, all the things to just to just cut the mark and get to where I was looking. At. My my focus was just there. Hmm. And then boom, Silent Night came. Black Arrow. Uh, <laughs> Black Arrow. I rewatched the movie again. I to, <laughs> yeah, I had to shave my hair for. For it. I used to spot hair. I, 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 and that was after I'd released that, my album in 1992 on Premier oh, Music Level. It's interesting because I listened to that album and it's such a vibe. 
it's interesting how back then i mean i don't know maybe what the kind of music that was popular back then but then i feel like it, it sounds like the kind of album that could make a comeback or a renaissance now just because of the style and you know there was a boom in yeah. alternative music i feel like you know it kind of fits that vibe of alternative music what, did you find, the singer. Well, yeah like do you find <laughs> do you find it was alternative at the time when you first put it out actually No, when I first put it out in 1992, it, it was a big deal then, but unfortunately, it was artistically a success, but commercially it wasn't a success because mm. I don't know what what happened. But a lot of people liked the album, there was a critical acclaim for it and all that. And mm-hmm. at the point I got, got I got frustrated with with music and I went to my label and I told the GM, then the DC I said, "Listen, I'm I'm done with this." Like mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done. 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 I'm not singing anymore. And he said, "Why?" I said, "I, I don't care. I can't be walking, slapping the streets of Lagos with my shoe heels broken. My, I'm, I'm, I mean, I can't be looking poverty stricken. That's not my forte. Yeah, I'm not sure. a poor man." And so I, left yeah. and I went back to my first love. And when he saw me years later, he said, "I see you went back to to actor." I said, "Yes, I went back to my first love, and I'm I'm making it." Oh, so you left acting for music, and then you went back? Yes, exactly, oh. <laughs> exactly. So I was I was writing songs, doing the theme songs for the Nigerian Music Awards, for the Fame Music Awards. I was artistic director. I was just doing everything, uh, anything that, that had to do with entertainment. When the whole thing, this is how the story is. My son is listening to the album. He's thinking of having his own version of it. So hmm. why not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> As Hadiza said, it could really make it to the altar scene. It, it really could because <laughs> that is now being um like widely accepted now. I love mm-hmm. how things like just come full circle. It's like you know you start one way and then you just end up coming back to it. In fact, people are dressing like you know, old Hollywood now. You know. You know yeah. You know, you know the funny thing was I, I listened to the song some few days back. And I realized that Lionel Richie did all night long, and I mm-hmm. didn't know like dance. And Lionel yeah. was in nineteen. Lionel Richie was in nineteen eighty four before the Olympics, eighty three, eighty four, when I was just about leaving secondary school. Mm-hmm. And years later, night night, I had my moonlight dance, and I had the same feel of Lionel Richie. And then Onyeko went and yeah. had dancing in the songs. The the songs were just was just of that same life, but it's still mm-hmm. fresh. I listened to it, it was still it's still that fresh to me. Nice. I might give it. A, I might give music another shot. I did actually in 2006, 2007. I did uh, uh, two singles, "Love Me Tonight," and I did something with Two Faced DB and Sonny Neji. Part to say no. I might just give it another shot. Who knows? Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Okay, Tabs. But before we actually go ahead, let's take a little step back. Actually, because you talked about how you know in Nigerian society back then, like being an actor wasn't it wasn't seen as a career. So. I really want to understand what then influenced you to pick that path if it wasn't already a clear-cut path. Now we we can see a lot of successful actors and it's easy to follow in those steps. You guys set the blueprints pretty much, but what inspired you back then? I, it's bravery to me, but If yeah. I tell you I if I tell you I know I will be lying. I just know I just <laughs> feel it was just God given and I said, "Listen, I'll follow it and I'll follow through." And, and I was how focused young, on, I was I was in my early 20s. I started. I actually started acting when I was about about fifteen, sixteen, when I was secondary school. So I followed through with it, and I, I just, I, I just knew there was something about entertainment that I had to just do, and I was never going to give up on on it. If it was in in present day time, we'll say we died there. So well, maybe <laughs> that's what we did then. That's what that's what I did then, and I I just stayed focused and stayed true to faith because I believed in myself and I knew that I will certainly get to where I'm going. God willing. And here we are. I, I, I can remember when the industry was just named Nollywood. It just been freshly named Nollywood by a Washington Post uh, journalist. 
And I had the opportunity of going to show a movie, Battle of Love. We went to, well, it was in Amsterdam. And I went to, yeah, I went to Amsterdam, went to Rotterdam, and then went to Den Haag. But the, the thing was shown in, in, in those places. So in Amsterdam, after we finished the, the premiere, some people asking me, are you thinking of going to Hollywood to go work? And I said, no, I'm not thinking of a Hollywood anything. The world will know me from Nigeria. And well, mm-hmm. oh my God, there it is. There we are. Because the truth of the matter, you can't get into Hollywood. It just takes extra, extreme grace for you to break into Hollywood. There are 1,001 actors on the streets of New York looking for that big break. And what makes you think you can fight them? Do you even have the accents to even compete with them? Mm. It's, it's just a recent that they're beginning to like African accent and they're, they're, they're getting Afrocentric. Before, black actors were not really given much, much opportunity. So I would have imagined if I was somewhere in New York or somewhere in California, I would have been probably a waiter or maybe in Canada, we'll be serving you food by now, giving my Nigerian movie industry memoirs and telling you how, how what would have been. Or how, but I thank mm. God I'm telling you the success yeah. story rather than what would have been. Uh, it, takes, it takes a lot. So it's tenacity. It's tenacity, it's dynamics, it's, it's focus, it's it's being true to yourself and keeping faith with God and knowing that with him, nothing, nothing, nothing is impossible. Yeah. But you didn't have anyone to really look up to back then, like any actors that you were like, okay, this is the path I want to follow. I I am not the kind of actor that, um, how do I put it now, that says I'm looking up to this person. No, I I really don't. I I don't, I don't really have role models. I have people Mm. who I just speak and they just inspire me. I don't say uh, I want to be, like I just want to be myself. I just want to be mm-hmm. Shagwarinze, nothing more. So um, I don't want to copy anybody. I just want to be myself, my God-given talent, and do things I want to do. That's why you, it's so difficult for me to envy anybody. And when I beat my time, I wait for my time, and it, it surely does come. Interesting. So, but I, 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 but I learn. I just learn from people. I just go out of my way. I learn from people. I ensure I learn. And you know how that thing they say that when the when the mother cow chews, the calf watches. So that's that's mm-hmm. how it is. I just learn. Every day is a learning process for me. Whatever you throw, even from a baby, I mm. learn. I just do my best to learn. And I ask questions every time. I must ask questions. I, I don't want to miss my word. I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that has to have been how everyone at that point in time was looking at the industry. Like, because I don't think there was any clear cut path. If you look at the actors now, I think because they've seen the people from old Nollywood make a whole career out of it. When I I think of it, I I would be scared, right? Like, I wouldn't know for certain that my career would take off or that I I could actually make something out of this, like if I started when you guys started. All right. right. Let me me disabuse your mind. Say talent is one thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having talent is one thing. Having the technique is another. And knowing one to stay on and knowing one to move on. Uh, A lot of youngsters, this is why in industry, uh, by dint of... uh, talent have broken in, but I still believe that you need to get trained in any form, workshops, seminars, just upgrade mm. yourself because life is cyclical. So you need to, you need to keep evolving and changing things and changing, doing things. That's, that's, that's how it is. You need to, to learn. So a lot of young talents in these days need to get themselves polished, go to acting classes or hire an, an acting instructor to, to help you out. And then some of them these days, the way they pronounce certain words is so upsetting. <laughs> a lot of them have this accent and they want to use it to speak phonetics. Listen, you can't compete with the, <laughs> on international. So you, that accent, you hear people say, he shot that. Uh, it's a very, very big, very big man. And you want to compete? For crying out loud, no. I mean, strike a balance. Don't go to Britain. Mm. I want to be an Englishman. It can't be more English than an Englishman who takes tea. Or you want to be an American 
bigger American than the American man who likes burger and whatever you. It's 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 difficult. So you just stay true to type, stay in the middle, mm. strike a balance, and and be very original. That's what I think that in our days we had. We were quite original. A lot yeah, of us were very original. I agree. It's interesting because I find. Uh, go on, I'm listening. No, I was just about to say on, on being original, it's interesting. I find that a lot of veteran actors typically had their, like they, like it was like each of you had your own brand that you brought into every movie, regardless of what movie yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. And a lot of these youngsters these days, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't really find anyone, but I think they need to up their ante and be original and true to themselves. And rather than wanting to ape, uh, the foreign scene doesn't it doesn't work for me yeah how come you guys were also i i won't say like it's everyone but it seemed to me that a lot of you were very well spoken as compared yeah, so it was to like there was like training i guess like you guys got like a level of training yeah i, I for instance i read dramatic arts in ife yes many years ago so and so you 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 find you find those things happening every now and then uh, when the old stock focusing on themselves that's why at a point in time most of the old stock now decided to go back to school and get, and get one degree or other like Kanai Okayoki is, is a lawyer now RMD is a lawyer mm. uh, Kenneth Okonkwo is a lawyer so you find a lot of some have even gotten to the level of doctorate degree and all that I, I, I'm, I'm still moving I'm sure very soon I might, have, I might even get an honorary doctorate degree who knows mm-hmm. but you see that, that that's because of how we the, the level at which we put ourselves you see, that's why the likes of Omatala and Genevieve and Anne and Jemanze and all of them will continue mm. to be what they are because they were very down to earth. The Ucho Sotules, mm. uh, the Uche Jumbos, you, uh, you've, mm. um, Chuba all of them are very down to earth and uh, through they, they hold their art in high esteem. And talking about new Nollywood and old Nollywood, I just want to say very clearly here that I have never, ever, and would never believe in anything called new or old Nollywood. Really? It's an industry. Yeah, people come and people go. Techniques change in their improvements in terms of equipment, improvement in style of acting, improvement in production styles and all that. Listen, soldiers go, soldiers come, the barrack remains. It's still a mm. barrack. A barrack is still a barrack. The church still remains the way it is. People come to worship and go. Muslims have a mosque. People come and worship, but the structure is still better. But you might come and say you want to redefine in terms of architecture. Let's take this crystal, this crystal to this side, or let's do this. Let's change the windows. Or, but the structure still remains the structure, and people still go in there to go and worship, or, you know, the army barracks still remains the way it is. So I've always believed that um, Hollywood is Hollywood. People come and people go, yeah, have you ever heard them say new Hollywood or old Hollywood? No, Hollywood is Hollywood. Hollywood guess- will come and go. I guess maybe there isn't that demarcation in Hollywood because no. as long as we've known, like the infrastructure has existed. But I think the demarcation between old Nollywood and new Nollywood was created because back then it seemed like it was just a thing of passion, right? Like you guys believed in the art, so you acted. And correct me if I'm wrong, of course, I'm, we're just talking from the outside. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I heard a story that some actors in what we term as old Nollywood used to even bring their own clothes, you know, on set because they really believe that much in like what they were doing, right? But what we term as new Nollywood is now when, you know, it started being more packaged, like they started wanting to keep a standard, like, you know, the budgets increased, et cetera, et cetera. They wanted to, I think formalize the industry a bit more than it was before and i think you can also see a difference in, even in the storytelling 
now it seems more surface level where back then i feel like they told more of the society um societal like stories yeah yeah like they actually expressed the realities of the society back then where i i don't think new uh, you, 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 in, 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 in that why in that wise you're right it's, it's a perception is a perception thing but for 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 us we were telling the stories that are true to time. Even till date, the stories we told in those days when we were starting are still, it's still prevalent till date. They're still yeah. very relevant, extremely prevalent. It, it, it's nothing out of a fairy tale book. There are still things that you identify in, in the African culture and in the Nigerian context. So um, what I find a bit disheartening for me right now is the fact that most of the stories, the present day, are things that are taken right off Hollywood or Indian films and will try to modernize them. <laughs> and make it look a bit Nigerian. The, the love story sometimes for me is very soggy. Boy meets girl, blah, blah. You know, everybody's trying to be, some people are trying to be Maurice Chestnut and what have you, and, you know? <laughs> so, um, but I, I'm not vilifying anyone. I'm just simply saying that if you're open the ante, keep the stories down to earth. Let's be real with ourselves. And in these days, that what you find in Hollywood, in Hollywood is that we're, begin, we're gradually beginning to have remakes. I'm sure you've seen yes. Rattlesnake, Living in Bondage. Living in we're bondage. even trying to we're trying to remake we're trying to remake Silent Night Black Arrow. Um, really? So some things are just yeah we're working on it. So um, t- uh, unfortunately we lost the Chico Ejiro, but yeah. that's something that we'll not do. We'll still do it in his memory. Yeah. Uh, dedicated to his memory. But we, we, a lot of stories have been have been told. Even Glam as I'm speaking to you, Glamour Girls is being shot. Oh, we're doing really? Glamour Girls. Rattlesnake has been remade. Uh, they are remaking Domitila as well. So oh. so many things. That, it, it does, it's a season of remakes right now. I'm going back to the old knowledge and get those stories and bring them bring them back. For those of them who didn't see it, for those young ones who, who missed out on it, okay, yeah. let's have a rehash of what happened way back. Even in Hollywood, you're having, you're having remakes. Yeah. So for me, I think we should keep the identity that we have. And that's what makes Nigerian industry, the movie industry, unique. Ghana came out, was trying to give us a run for the money. Uh, Kenya came. They were also trying to give us a run for the money, mm. but then everything collapsed like a pack. And Nollywood still standing firm. Nollywood stands out. You know, so <laughs> we need to identify with ourselves and be true to us. I'll keep saying it. We need to be true to ourselves. But what's the problem? Like, what exactly is the problem? Just because I, I don't know why that switch happened. Do you know why our stories now aren't original? Haven't the people in the industry been able to identify that? Like, I, I think a lot of the old Nollywood people are directing movies now too. So, like, why yeah. why is that not being? So, like, especially with the training that like old Nollywood had as compared to like you see, new well, Nollywood. You can't say, listen, listen. You cannot do without the young ones. Everybody gets old, and so it's it's th- something that you cannot change. You, you, there's no way you can change it. Times must change. I told you a while ago that life is cyclical. Things keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You know, things like that do, do happen. So, but you want to just this adjust to it. Just try and adjust to it. It has to be measured. It has to be tailor-made for, for us. I don't see and I don't see why not, why we can't have the young ones do what they have to. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. They open the ante from where we started. It happened in Hollywood. It was just that they did not start calling it new old Hollywood. But it happened. Stories change. People come and go. Equipments change. Before we're using big, big computers in the office. Now you can use a laptop. From laptop now, it's coming down to, to what do you call it now, or that we hold on our palm tops. From palm tops, your, your phone is your life right now because everything you need is on your phone. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Everything you need is, yeah. everything, everything is, is on your phone. 
Uh, you can do whatever you want. So that's it. You can't. But what you just try to do is keep the identity going. Just keep the identity. Keep that thing that's made you popular. That thing that's kept you going. I mean, let me give you an example now. I'll use football as an example. There's Arsenal. There's Chelsea. There's Man U. There's Liverpool. Most of these clubs have a hundred years plus. Mm-hmm. Hundred years plus. Now players have come and go. Does that mean that they changed the name of the club to New Arsenal, New Chelsea, New Manchester United? No, it's still mm, I see what Manchester. you're saying. Yeah. So you are really, really against that old versus new Nollywood demarcation, right? I, I, I not, not just, not really against. I abhor it. Mm. It mangles my, <laughs> my inards when I hear it. I get very upset. Oh, so, that's intense. <laughs> It's very intense for me. It's very intense. I don't like it. I, I think it's a slap on our face. Uh, You're coming to tell us that we're going to old you. Get out. Get out. Just go sit down. Your time is past. Nobody's time is past. God gives all the time. Um, It's by God's grace. I'm still standing here. RMD is still standing. KOK is still standing. Kenneth Okonkwa is still standing. Ramsey is still standing. Genevieve is still standing. So they got to wake up and live with it. We're here. And we're going to be here for a long time. And I, I understand the idea of like moving forward for sure. But I, I just would imagine that like, you know, with things getting better, even if it's okay, the same industry. Yes, our equipment is getting better and everything. But why is our storytelling, at least from from the audience's point of view, it feels like our equipment is getting better, but our storytelling is what is dwindling. No, we still have some good stories. Oh, don't go there. We still have some good stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you have some wishy-washy stories, but seventy percent of our stories are still are very good. Now. Very good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, don't 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 uh, mistake it. You, of course, listen. In every business, there will always be quacks. Mm-hmm. In every business, you find, you find quacks. Even with your naira notes and your dollar notes and your pounds, you still find fake notes, those uh, pounds and dollar notes and naira notes. And if you don't look very well, you miss the point. So in every business, uh, has, you have to make money. You have quacks. Quacks are always there trying to be silly and all that. But it's for you. It's it, it's that left for you to be discerning, to be aware, to be conscious. But okay, this is what I want. This is what we want to do for ourselves. But if you allow that to happen to you, too bad. Too, yeah. too bad. I guess it could be that maybe we're a little bit more, we're more critical now of the content that we have because oh, we yes, Oh, yes, oh, yes, we are. The audience are more critical. You can't take, like, you can't take the audience for granted right now. And most mm. of especially that we've gone global. Everything you do is yeah. out there. Social, social media has even made it so easy. You do any nonsense, somebody will call you out instantly. Tear you apart. Not only tear you rip you off, we jack the ripper. That's it. So you need to be conscious. You need to be aware. You need to be. You need to really be prepared. Yeah. Like the Boy Scout, be prepared. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, I also wonder if there's like a process that you know the directors and storytellers take feedback from the audience and things like that. Just moving forward in that yeah, like, we we're do, getting we have, better. We, do have, we, we yeah. do have that. Sometimes they do a movie and they call critics and all that to come and see the movie first before it goes out. For professionals, those who really don't understand what they're doing. But some will just say, okay, let's just put it out there. And it goes okay. out. So, but you should be ready. You just have to be ready for when you put out a film, you're ready for criticisms. There's there's this guy who is in Nigeria here who's killing people. They call him, I mean, they call them cinema pointer. They rip you apart and all that. I don't know if you ever heard of cinema pointer. They, they, reach, they become a reference point now. If they give you five star, three star, they give you thumbs down. Sometimes they can mess you up. Oh, like up IMDb for Nigeria. Yeah, if it, yeah, the film comes out, they will just tell you, don't go see it. They'll kill the film. The film dies before it starts. Do you believe that you know how um with distribution that has also changed over time? It's a major problem right now. Really, distribution is a major problem. How come? Yeah, because we do not have too many cinema outlets right now. But do you believe everything should be 
released via cinema like and then not some stories that it's okay for it to have like a softer release maybe iroko tv and all these things iroko tv there are platforms these are all platforms that's what i was coming to now see yeah the days of dvds are gone yeah dvd vcd they're all gone so what you have now are people who just have various platforms where they can express themselves this is you even have a five ten minutes movie you go to youtube people create their own channels create their own content and all that so social media has also helped, like I was saying. So what you find right now, there's Iroko, there's Nevada Bridge TV, uh, there's Netflix, uh, so many other uh, platforms there. There's AMC, there's African Magic, and watch just on your phone, just, just, just subscribe. All it takes is just data. So there isn't any way for you to say, I'm going to go and get this film from the market and then whenever I want, I, I can slot it in and watch. You can watch just, at the, just on, as you go on, on the go. You have your data and all that. Things have, have really, really changed for the, for the better. But I, I, want, I want to see more. Mm-hmm. I want to see more. I really want to see more. And, and that will help. Because one of the biggest problems that we have in, in Nigeria, in Africa as a whole, is the issue of residual money. We don't have residual. So you find somebody who has acted many movies, 10 years, 20 years down the line, is poverty-stricken. There's no money to take care. He falls down on his lock. He's ill. Mm-hmm. And there are people are beginning to look for money, to gather money, to pay for that person. It's... Meanwhile, you should have residual money where at every point in time, money comes. We would say, okay, because you were in this movie, we've collected a collective society. Just collected money and sent your check every month. You just get an alert in your account every three months, however it is they want to plan it out. But here, the producers are, I, I paid you up. Did I not pay you? And so he takes that work of art and he spreads it around so many platforms and tells you that he's trying to recoup. Mm. you get me? And when in the process of trying to recoup, it gets very greedy. Mm. And then the actor is worse off for it. So you see an actor looking so resplendent and bourgeois in the movies, but in the real life, you see him jumping the bus or at worst taking a boat or taking a, an Uber. It can't, because it can't sustain the lifestyle that he should have. How so are that, movies it, actually funded in Nigeria? How movies are funded sometimes is by in private individuals. Uh, people go collect money. I, I don't think there's even a GoFundMe for movies right now. It's people who just have money somewhere. Or even there was a time banks, a uh, bank of industry was loaning out money to people to make movies. I don't know what has happened with that right now. I think there's been a clog in the wheel of progress. But I think they will sort that out. Also, you go, you go talking to investors outside that come put their money in and invest and all that. Some will believe in you, some won't believe in you. Some will tell you, okay, what's your budget? You tell them the budget, they say, okay, let me meet you halfway. And mm. so when they meet you halfway, it truncates your, your vision for the movie. You now start cutting corners because you want to make a movie. Mm-hmm. You understand? And sometimes some of the producers also get so selfish because when they get the money, first thing they think about is how to enhance themselves first and at the yeah. expense. They now don't put you it know, into the movie. Okay, you understand? So we have all those kind of issues. It's it's it's, it's just there. And another issue that's so crazy here it's the issue of energy power uh each time you go to hmm. shoot you're going to have to carry a generator and all that so it it tells on the production as well because and sometimes in terms of the sound because you're using generator you start hearing some hum or some humming and all that but we're getting better and better with that people are going to understand they need to get bigger generators and keep them very far away from where you're shooting so yeah energy is a, power is a big problem it's a very big problem in, in nigeria when you shoot 
Wow, I guess hearing this, I'm now I feel a little bit bad for criticizing it on the same level as I criticize like Hollywood movies because I I think they they don't really have that much of a funding problem. Like I think the government like funds a lot of the movies. The as government well. don't fund film. What, what we're saying, government. There's no government in the world that funds film. Let me tell you. Really, I, but they help, right? No, they can have a bank. What they do, they can have a bank and all that. If government starts funding film, how many films do government fund? But what you do is have create an enabling environment for the industry to thrive. You know, make it easy in terms of taxes and bringing in equipment, the taxes on the equipment that you're bringing, the taxes on movies and all that. Reduce them. When you reduce them, and then open up tourism. You know, film and tourism go together. Um, we've, not, we've not even exploited all that in Nigeria. We have a lot of tourist attractions that people can go and shoot their movies. And it, it speaks volumes about Nigeria. When people see these films outside, oh, I want to go visit Nigeria. What sold Egypt? The pyramids. River Nile. They shot the Ten Commandments at the River Nile area. The, the Giza. Yeah. What sold Chicago? What sold France? France is the Eiffel Tower. What sold London? The Big Ben and, 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 and the Coronation and all that. I want to see Wembley. What sold Amsterdam? Red Light District. What will sell Nigeria? The National Theatre is there, even though it's a piece of shit right now. Oh, right now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And the National Stadium. <sighs> And the Abstero in Abuja, you have the Kogosi Warm Spring, you have the Obunike Cave, you have the Obudukato Ranch. We have so many things, Mambila Plateau, the Bauchi Wildlife Park, so many things that just is sickening that they don't even think about it. What they should be doing is finding a way of merging tourism and filmmaking together and sell Nigeria to the entire world. Yeah. What's sold South Africa? Cape Town, Table Mountain, and Randburg, so many things. Yeah. I've traveled far and wide and I've seen those things. What sold Kenya? What's selling Kenya? That same mountain, that Kilimanjaro or whatever it is called. Yeah. So why can't we do that? I was in Cameroon, somewhere in Cameroon, and there was this Bua mountain. It was filled, it was just cloudy. And for the three days, one week I was there, for the first three days, I was just seeing cloud. They were telling me, oh, don't worry, you'll see it very soon. I went to Ketia, Kwanobasi. And on the fourth day, they just called me out of my room to come and see. And behold, I was looking at the whole mountain, Buya, and it's the second highest in, in, in Africa. Yeah. Why? What's wrong with us? All we think about is lining our pockets and flying around the world, putting your money in banks, and one minute you're dead, six feet underground, case closed, end of story, the bank keeps your money forever and ever. <laughs> Amen. It's so sad with Nigeria. It seems like, especially for us on this podcast, we delve into different topics. And on each topic, when we're talking about Nigeria, it always goes back to our structure because like, without like a good government and like things working all parts of Nigeria really fail. And like to hear about the things like electricity. My dear, and my dear, my dear you don't blame government. You don't blame government in everything. There are people who are, who are themselves. We as a people are also our own problem. No, but obviously us as individuals can do things, but it goes back to structure. Like with the electricity thing that you talked about and creating like an environment where, you know, investors feel like they can invest into Nollywood and stuff like that. It's, it's not really up to individuals to make that environment where um, Nollywood can thrive. I don't him, but think. It's, it's, uh, but no, but no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. But I'm saying that it's a government that will create that enabling environment. Once that enabling environment exists, people, investors will come in. Yeah. But I'm saying, even when they create that enabling environment, some people within ourselves, as as a people, will find a way of truncating it for our own selfish interest. Mm. Let me give you an example. There's a bill called the Mopicon Bill for the industry. Mopicon Bill has been there since Obasanjo's time. Everybody tried to talk about Mopicon, Mopicon, Mopicon. Yaradwa came, died. Jonathan came. Now we have Buhari. Mopicon Bill is still for the industry. Some people are just sitting on it, don't want Mopicon Bill to work. What's the, the bill Mopicon about? Bill, 
it's the motion picture practitioners uh, council for the bill for the motion picture industry to help us to help us create the structures do you understand yeah. nollywood as i speak to you is on paper there are no things that you come and say hey this is nollywood apart from what they built in calabar many years ago that donald duke built and called tinapa tinapa the yeah studio, the studio is moribund right now it's dead yeah so they need they're all going to do is just take scraps of it and do other things so you don't find a place where you say this is a studio where I can go shoot, like you, like you go to Hollywood, you see, you see Universal Studios, you see Paramount Studios, even uh, what's his name has built his own studio in Atlanta now. On, on uh, what's his name? Um, this black actor, what's his name now? That plays a woman. That plays my dear. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Thank you. Tyler Perry has his own studios now. People go there to go and work. So why can't we have things like that? Must mm. I come to your house to come and shoot because I want to shoot a scene? I come to your house. I will. I inconvenience you. I shoot till late in the night. Then I'll be asking your children to keep quiet. Oh, that happens. Yes, that happens in the in early days. But these days now, I think they're finding a way around it. I'm looking for houses that are furnished and all that that they give they give out. Wow. But normally, you say quiet. You be telling children to keep quiet and late in the night. Some people are you can't control kids now. There was one time I went to shoot in somebody's house. The person was so excited to see us. Oh, I see him moving. Ah, welcome to my house. He went called all her friends were yeah. were shooting. She said she wanted to go out and come back. She went and came back. You will not see here. Say yes, so we're still here. <laughs> she said, Ah, please. After all, my husband is coming back soon. <laughs> my dear, we were there till twelve midnight. Wow. The man was the man was frowning and like Oscar the Grouch. He's <laughs> using my house to act. <laughs> You know, and then we didn't even feel we see like three or four things more to go. And oh. when I said we'll, we'll, we'll wrap for this time, and the man came, Are you guys done? We say, Yes, no, 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 finish everything. If you don't come back to my house again, I don't know that this is how you people do this. So, no, 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 it can't happen. It can't happen. For a woman who was excited to see us early, you see, because a lot of them do not understand the process of filmmaking. They, don't, they just see movies, they don't even know what, what it entails. goes into it, no. What, what goes in, you understand? So, yeah. when you begin to find. When people bring money, when you say investors bring money, they are building film villages and all that. All the film villages I've heard of in Nigeria have all been on paper. None has, none, none has started. None. Yeah, so that Mopicon bill would enable there to be structure. No, Mopicon, no, it will help, exactly, it will help in terms of structuring the, the industry, the do's and don'ts and how we should go about it. Even talking about a bank to fund films, so many things, so many things, so many things. Mm. But people don't want that? I don't know whether people want it or not. All I know is that that bill has been on for as long as I can remember. My son is 27 now. I'm, I'm sure it was about how old when, when that we'll be talking about Mopicon bill is it's grown now. Wow. There's so many roadblocks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well. How do you see this moving forward though? Like, how do you see us overcoming all these hurdles? Or do you see even us moving forward? Um, of course, we'll move forward now. The only way to move is forward now. You can't go back. The only yeah. way to move is forward. There's no just two ways about it. Sometime, at some points, the walls of Jericho will fall. Mm-hmm. And the trumpets will sound and the walls of Jericho will fall. Don't worry about that. We'll be fine. Last, last. I love how that's how a lot of Nigerians think. Like, we'll be fine. Last, last. And like, you know, I think we always find a way. And I think that reflects yeah, well, even because, with all because, the because we're resilient people. We're yeah. resilient. And we find humor in everything. We joke with everything. That's been our sustaining power, our yeah. strength. But do we have like next points, especially with like, you know, Netflix coming into Nigeria? Is that going to help with like the industry? Like, how exactly is Netflix even helping? I know it's giving the platform, but 
Is it investing it's as well? It's a platform. They are begin, They are gradually beginning to commission productions here. Really? I think it will. It will, it will yeah, Netflix will work, and there are other platforms who are also growing locally here. Yeah. Who think they will give Netflix a run for their money? But they, see, the more the merrier. Yeah. But Netflix, they welcome development. Yeah, no, I'm actually excited about that because there were lots of movies before Netflix came to Nigeria that us not living in Nigeria, we're always looking for how to watch. I can't remember the exact movie, but I looked for it everywhere, but it, it was only showing in cinemas in Nigeria. But there's so many Nigerians in the diaspora that are missing out on this experience. So I think I agree with that statement that distribution really is a problem, but I think Netflix and all these platforms are slowly but surely solving it. No, of course, of course. And we need more cinema houses. The more you get people really? out there to go see something, the better. The more you get people out there to go see cinema, but I'm sure we have gone farther than this, if not for COVID. No, yeah, COVID I was going to say it must have really um, disturbed yeah, that. It, yeah, it, it, it did. It disrupted a lot of things. COVID came like a thief in the night and just wow. disrupted it overnight. Just changed everything all permutations are changed well like i said we'll get there yeah thank you so much mr shago arinzi i think before we actually wrap up just really fun questions to give us an insight on how things have been like from your perspective so what is your favorite movie that you've acted in and why Ah, that's a difficult question to ask me because you're as good as your last movie oh (laughs) Give us because an, I know you hate this, an old Nollywood moment. An old Nollywood moment? Yeah. The, the favorite ones from when you just started. Oh, there was one that was shooting uh, in the middle of the night, was shooting an robbery scene, and they brought uh, guns. It was about 2, about 1.32 a.m. We're working, and the neighborhood was quiet. And the production manager was now talking with the, with the director. So there had to be an ambulance that some robbers would be in and uh, another car that some robbers would be here. And the director came, uh, robbers in the ambulance, do you have enough guns? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that in the middle of the night? In the middle of the night. My neighbors are hearing robbers in the car. <laughs> we asked them, excuse me, okay, what are you saying? Can you stop? <laughs> Before they call police. Before they call the police. <laughs> wow. When police call, they will start shooting first before they ask questions. Wow. So the first fast fire, it's not Nigerian police, they don't even know why they shoot first. Then the second experience I had was in London. I was shooting in this quite nice white neighborhood. <laughs> there were just a few, a handful of blacks in that neighborhood. And we shoot the scene where I was beating up somebody. I was shouting, where's my money? They kept on hearing, where's my money? And next thing they were going to call the police. And the police, the police showed up. <laughs> when the police came, when the police came, we heard their sirens and we came out. I said, "What's going on?" I said, "We're filming." So they now were watching us. They landed the beach where they where they arrested me. And you know the funny thing: the police we now even ended up using the police vehicles <laughs> to shoot. To us. shoot. We, we, we got lucky. The police vehicles were parked there, and yeah. we, we just used just used their vehicle. And they had so much fun with us. So no, the woman was just saying, No, no. Your your career path is very interesting. It sounds like you've had fun. I, I can imagine I've, that it would I, have been. Really I've had fun and I've I, I've also been hurt and pain on set. Losing one of the high points that I will always want to forget in a hurry, but it still sticks on. It's when we lost um, Mrs. Mayford on the set. We're shooting the return and she died in the arm of the producer. She was ill. And so we've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. On and set? The worst. And you were there? Yes, on set. Yes, I was. We all woke up in the middle of the night. She just died in the hands of the producer at the hospital. No. We had to pack up the following day and leave. <laughs> so you, you find all that. 
wow, an accident? Yeah, or is it when you, you're on set and actual robbers came on the set to come and stop you guys on the, on the set? So yeah. They said we can act with you people. You're acting on robbery. We can act too. <laughs> yes, now. Wow, all of a sudden, my so, nine to five job is sounding very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think there is. I don't know about that. That's why I think that's why I was harping on the question at the beginning. I think because I'm the kind of person that always wants to see the path like five steps forward. So the bravery back then, not being able to see where the industry was necessarily going, but still taking that brave step to, um, you yeah. know, form it. I, so I still we, think... we, 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 we did take a lot of risk. We took a lot yeah. of risk trying to, trying to get the industry going. Because imagine well, if you, like, you gave your dad that opportunity to say you should have read law, you know? No, 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 no. I haven't made that resolve. Now I'm not even going to disturb my kids. So ask my kids to read what they don't want to read. Like, mm. my, my, my son read political science. My first son read political science. And he's, a, he's an OAP now. No. I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. And we talk once in a while. We just talk about the industry and talk about other things. Yeah. So that's it. You never can tell where it will come from. My second son likes football. And I've told him, if you're interested in playing football, he knows everything about football. So if you want to play football, you can go abroad. While you're in school, you play. I think it's because you've seen that there is a path there. I don't play for Canada, I play for UK or America. Anyone he chooses. (laughs) That would be nice. To be honest, we need more of that because I think there's still that fear, even till today in Nigeria, when you say you want to go into something that's viewed as creative, it's, it's definitely a risk. But... We appreciate oh, yeah. all you guys did because you literally built Nollywood on your back. So for that, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And thank you thank so, you much, so much, much for joining us today and for sharing all your Nollywood wisdom with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you that. so much. I've had fun. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. It's definitely been an interesting conversation. If you have any comments or anything, Go to our website, africalipsopodcast.com and leave your comments. Let us know what you think about everything that was said. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell to another tell friend. friend. And then we'll catch you guys next week with our Amiibo interlude where we're probably also going to be discussing Nollywood because, yeah, why not? <laughs> but, yeah. We're going to be ending this episode with Shegu Arinze's Moonlight Dance and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye! Bye. Roll the conga bitter, let me hear it loud. Blow the horn lines to make my body move. See the women, children coming all around. In the basins, the gato drink of life. The night is young, let's come together to celebrate life. We own our hearts. The night is young, let's come together. Ooh.